Hey, welcome today to the Revival Way podcast. I am your host, evangelist, Taylor Michael. Today we're going to pump you up full of the Word of God to get you delivered out of any work of the enemy and to get you empowered and activated to go out and build the kingdom of God with full faith and no hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Enjoy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Faith Fridays. I'm your host, Taylor Seaman. Welcome, and if you missed my last episode, I want you to go back right now. Make sure you go and watch it. It's one of the most important aspects of your Christian walk. It's called The Secret Place. And the reason this is important is because you need to know how to get into an intimate place with God where you can contact Him, where you can dialogue with Him, and where you can enjoy His presence. So if you haven't experienced that in your own Christian walk. Go watch my last episode. You will not regret it. This message, however, is talking about the Spirit of God and who He is, why God sent Him, and what He's doing here and with and through you. Now, these are going to be very important things that you know, so I highly recommend that you take down notes. I want you to get this message today. Make sure it gets into your heart, because when you live this out, when you receive the true revelation of what I'm about to preach to you today, when it really gets inside of you and you start to live it, your entire life will change. You can start with me in Ezekiel chapter 36, starting in verse 22. This is in the Old Testament. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. That's important. Through you I will vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from your uncleanness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart. I want you to say this and put it in the comments. A new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So we see back in Ezekiel chapter 36, God prophesies to his people through the prophet Ezekiel. He says, in those days, I will take out your cold heart and I will put a heart of flesh into you. And then I will put my spirit within you. That's important. I will put my spirit within you. Now, anyone that is familiar with the Holy Trinity, we see that the Bible explains it as three in one. God the Father, Jehovah. Jesus the Son. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. Now let's go through that. Go to Joel chapter 2 with me. One or two books over. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 starting in verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape as the Lord has said. And among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. So he says, and it shall come to pass after. Word, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now hop on over to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3 with me. Who is this Holy Spirit and why do we need to know him? Luke chapter 3, starting in verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Now I want you to understand something here. How was Jesus conceived? It says that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and conceived Jesus. See, Jesus was born of a virgin. So Jesus was already born of the Spirit. He was conceived of the Spirit of God. And then we see here that the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form. What has a body? You have a body. I have a body. Bodily form. The Holy Spirit, a person, fell upon Jesus in bodily form. Now I want you to jump on over to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, I want you to say with you, and will be in you. I want you to say in you. See, now Jesus says something very distinct here. You know him, right? The Holy Spirit is a him. You know him because he is with you. He dwells with you, but soon he will be in you. So we see there's two differences there. The Holy Spirit around us and then the Holy Spirit within us. And then you hop on over to verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So He said the Holy Spirit will be your teacher and He will teach you all things. Not some things, not most things, not all things except for seminary. All things. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things concerning God. The Bible says, who knows the spirit or who knows the heart of God other than the spirit of God? See, you can't know the will of God nor the heart of God unless you know the spirit of God. See, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a he. He's a person. He's actually your best friend. 
He's a helper, the spirit of all truth, your guider. He was sent here to guide you, to protect you, and to lead you into holiness. See, the Holy Spirit around us draws us to Jesus, as you'll see in the next chapter, chapter 15, John 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So the Holy Spirit around us draws us and bears witness of Jesus. See, the Holy Spirit, He draws us to repentance. He draws us to salvation. And then when we receive Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior, He comes to live inside of us. Like it says in Romans 8, we've received the spirit of adoption. The Holy Spirit comes to live in us. See, the Bible says that God never intended to live in vessels made by human hands, but God's will was to actually live within his children. In the Old Testament, God lived in the Ark of the Covenant, which resided in the Holy of Holies. However, in the New Testament, he lived in his son Jesus on the earth with his people. And then when Jesus rose, the veil was torn and the Holy Spirit now comes to live inside of you. God inside of you. It says Jesus Christ, the hope of glory who lives in you. Now jump over one more chapter. John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Say it's my advantage that I go away for I do not go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you. Hear this. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will take what is his and give it to you. All that the Father has is mine. So what does Jesus have? All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Hallelujah. That's deep. Now hop over to John chapter 20. This is after Jesus has already died and he rose again from the dead. And now he walks through the house right through the wall. And he reveals himself to doubting Thomas and the other apostles. In verse 21, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said to them again before he rose, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. How did the Father send Jesus? It says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power to go around doing good and healing all who were oppressed 
of the devil. The same way God sent Jesus to go heal all that were oppressed of the devil, so is he sending you. See, it says in the book of Matthew that you are the light of the world, a city on a hill, a light that lights up their own house. Everywhere you go, you are the salt of the earth. You are the very person, the very thing that makes this earth flavorful and preserves it until the returning of the Lord. The same way God sent Jesus to set the people in this world free, Jesus has sent you into this world to set people free. If you believe me, say amen. Verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So we saw in John 14, before Jesus had died, this is important, understand this. Before he had died, he said, You know the Holy Spirit, for he dwells with you. But soon he will come to be in you. Now the Holy Spirit couldn't live inside of them yet because Jesus had not died yet. But when Jesus died, paid the price for their sins, they were counted as righteous. He rose again. And when he rose again, the veil was torn. Now he breathes on them. And when he breathes on them, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. That is when they received a new spirit. A new heart was put inside of them. And they became what we know as born again. Now hop over to Acts chapter 1. The book of Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to leave you on this. Starting in verse 5. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So we clearly see three distinct instances with the Holy Spirit. When someone is baptized with water, how much of the water goes into their body? None of it. They are submerged in the water. This is the same instance with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you are submerged in the power of God. Now verse 8 says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, in order for us to be accurate witnesses of Jesus Christ, we must receive the power or the baptism both of the Holy Ghost. And when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then we see the power of God come upon our lives. What does it look like to receive the power of God? Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you to say this out loud. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they all spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. God will fill everyone that wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can receive the gift of tongues, and you can begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now you see, throughout the Gospels, we see that Peter... John, all the disciples, they were meek and they were following Jesus. 
and they were hiding in the shadow and the authority of Jesus. But when Jesus was being persecuted and crucified, Peter denied Jesus before three servant girls. He had no boldness. He had no authority. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came upon him in Acts chapter 2. And something about Peter changed. He received power from on high. And and Paul, who had just refused and rejected Jesus before three servant girls, now preaches his first sermon. And when he preaches his first sermon, he leads 3,000 to Jesus. And 3,000 were added to the church that day. That is power. That is a difference. That is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I hope you enjoyed today's message. This was on the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ before, but you know that today is your day for change. You've been praying for a sign. This is your sign. You know you haven't been living right. You know that you've been sinning against God. Maybe you grew up in the church or maybe you don't know God at all. But today you know that you need to get right with God. If that's you today, I want you to say this prayer with me. Because the Bible says that God loved you so much. He sent his son to die for you so that he could pay the price for the fact that you don't live holy. That we don't live holy holy. God sent his only son so that we could be forgiven and we could receive eternal life totally for free. Now, I know there's something in your heart that feels a tug toward this, toward this, and that's good. That's a good thing. That's God drawing you to himself. He wants you to receive his son as your Lord and as your savior. It says in the Bible, in Romans 10, that if you just believe in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, that Jesus is the Lord of your life, He died, He rose again, then you shall be saved. It says in verse 13 that anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Say this out loud. I am in anybody. You are in anybody. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now, I want you to say this prayer with me. You can close your eyes and you can just put your hands up toward heaven in a a posture of surrender to God. And He's going to come touch you right now. You're going to feel peace and joy and gentleness. You're going to experience God in a way you never have before. It seems like a simple prayer, but it's much more than that. We are crying out to the God of the universe, your Father. Close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe in your word. And you exalt it above your name. Your word says in Romans chapter 10, If I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, Jesus is your son, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died for me, rose again, and is Lord that I shall be saved. And I confess all of that today. Please come and forgive me for all of my old sins. Wash them away. Show me the ways of righteousness. Put a new heart in me, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your spirit and show me the narrow path. Jesus, Today I give my life to you as my Lord and as my Savior. And I receive the free gift of salvation in your mighty name.
Amen. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, welcome to the family of God. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices. They've all got like party hats on. They're eating cake. They're throwing a party for you right now because you just accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. And one day you will get to graduate from this life and go back home to your eternal father. That is something to be celebrated. If you don't have a Bible, make sure you get your hands on a physical Bible. If you can't get a physical Bible, make sure you download a Bible on the App Store. You can get one on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, any App Store. You can even look it up on your laptop. Make sure that you start reading the Word of God. I highly recommend you start reading in the book of John. It's one of my favorites, and you'll learn the narrative of Jesus' life. After that, the Holy Spirit, who lives inside of you now, will begin to teach you things. Spend time in prayer. Make sure you go watch my last video about the secret place. It will tell you the keys to intimacy with God. Also, if you don't follow us on our other social media pages, go follow us on YouTube. Make sure you follow us here on Instagram and go to our website at wearelivingloved.org. You can check out our events. You can make a donation if you would like as well. And we love to hear from you. So send us a DM about what God is doing in your life. Until next week, I'll see you later. This was a good Friday full of faith. I love you. Have a great weekend.